Welcome to the Better Together Life podcast. This is the podcast for the suburban family who wants to quit the rat race and return to the land. Hi. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Look at the energy we're bringing to the table today. We are bringing the energy. It's really good. You just now got back from North Carolina. I know. And yes. And our kids got back from our parents, my parents' house. I spent the entire weekend on the tractor. It was good. We're detoxing a little bit. But not physically. Well, physically, yes, but not like... We're not doing a juice cleanse, but do you, I'm sure listeners have grandparents in the picture. Those of you who do, do you go through the grandparent detox where it's like they have had, and this is the longest we've sent them. I think they were there for like five nights and the detox is from the lack of no in their lives for an entire week. Also the lack of sleep for an entire week, the vast massive quantities of sugar for an entire week. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit extra. They were there for five days, four nights. And <laughs> it was the it was the best. It, yeah. It was it was, the it was best. Great. They loved it. Of course. We just always have prepared ourselves since Everett, who's now 10, was age two, where it was like they were like, please don't send me back to home as if it were a gulag. It was a little bit of turmoil, but today we are going. We're, today we're going to review the cool show on Abundance Plus, the coolest show. So unfortunately, you weren't able to see. So she wasn't able to make the trip, Jess, uh, to see all of, at the 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 Rhodes family farm, all that. So I think it's cool that we were able to. We rewatched it for the second time. You finding dog got, hair like, all over you? Fuzz. Yeah. Fuzz on my shirt. That's what you're missing if you're not watching the video on Abundance Plus is Kelly getting all the dog hair off of her. You're also missing whatever is out of frame on the video, like our dishes from breakfast. Also, several coffee mugs that I found. I'm terrified. Like, I might just set them outside and run a sprinkler over them. I really should have taken them in probably weeks ago. So, yeah, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that you cannot see. And uh, also in our lives, because I think that was probably one of the things that's like a, a great misconception that we all get to talk about when we get together. So in the last week, I went to North Carolina and stayed at the Rhodes Cabin with Rebecca and Meg from Holler Homestead, Brianna from Art and Bree, and Lorraine from So the Land. And we chat about this all the time, but our friendship has really been forged in this like crazy 2020 world. And we'd all been connected individually with one or two of the Was that the first time you, did y'all first get together in 2020 or was it 2019? We did. It was 2020 when um, Meg was about to have her first daughter and we all got together for a baby shower. Because Rebecca and Justin came to us before the Mother Earth News February Fair. February of 2020. Before everything we hit the fan. We all had a very romantic fe- <laughs> Valentine's Day together, yes. eating chicken at our house. So one of the things that we talk about, though, is um, people either don't believe that we're real-life friends or, you know, they just have like this kind of um, far-distance 
imagining of what real life is for people who might be on YouTube or podcast or whatever. And um, it's the sweetest thing to get together because we had all, well, not all of us, but Jess and I had become friends online since before we all got together. Meg and I had been friends since before we even sold our house. We'd been really connected through Marco Polo and text and phone calls. They came and visited us as they were on their cross-country move. And Rebecca and I had first connected when they were on the farm tour. So we had all these little pieces together and God just kind of knit us together as friends. And it's the sweetest thing to just sit across from people who you know their lives. In fact, it's a funny thing that we don't even watch each other's channels. Like we don't, and it's not on purpose. It's just the reality of someone who YouTubes or probably is in any creative industry. You have a lot of time that you have to devote to what you're creating. And so there's very little time to then like kind of veg out on other people's channels. But every once in a while, we'll check in on like what's going on in the channel. And then we have a um, just like we connect with each other individually or as a group on text and stuff like that. So we've committed to when somebody has a baby, we get together. And then if no one's having babies, like we need to make an excuse to get together. So it's a really sweet time to just connect with other homesteaders. And, and in this review series that we're going to do here on the podcast, it is so fun to watch these short films, really. They're like docu-series that the Rhodes family has created and now uh, Jess and Maya have created with their family. It's a totally different insight. Like even though I know these people in real life, it's cool to watch the way that they tell their story to the masses. The thing that I would want to bring it back to is we're going to be doing two reviews of Abundance Plus shows. And if you guys like them, we'll review some more. Exactly. And the thing that I love that I'm learning about Abundance Plus, and I didn't really understand it in the beginning, is I'm understanding that this is the online community to bring us all together in this crazy kind of, and some people are kind of scared world that we're heading into Mm -hmm. or we're currently in. So this is bringing together the homesteading online community to Mm -hmm. where we can all connect, we can all learn from each other that we did not have when we all, when when we were first starting to research this. Like if, if we had Abundance Plus in the beginning, like right after we watched Food Inc., then how much further ahead and just more focused I think we would have been so I, I, it's just cool. I, I just like, and especially the entertainment that that Justin and Rebecca and just the whole Abundance Plus mm-hmm. team is bringing by yeah. bringing on Wilder Steel, which is what we're going to review today. Yes. I just, it's it's cool. Yeah. I think if anyone asks me what my pitch, like this has happened, I've mentioned it several times in my stories on Instagram, uh, and I'll get a message at least four of them each time I post and they're like, what is this? And I'm like, this is the solution to the distraction you find every time you go down a rabbit hole on Google. Like whenever you're searching for pig processing or what kind of feed to give your chickens, you never end up at that place, right? Like you end up at cat videos and you're like, what happened? How did I get here? Thankfully, Instagram, you can keep pushing that back button and it solves the answer for you. And you like go back and you're like, oh, that's 
how the inception of this crazy trip went. But I would get very frustrated looking for something. And then just my mind wandered because I didn't know what I didn't know. So I wondered, okay, do I need to learn about this? And then they mentioned this link. Let me click here and see if I need to learn about that too. I could easily feel overwhelmed and then have that analysis paralysis where I do nothing. This is why I love Abundance Plus because it's the education sensor-free, ad-free, which is another conversation just about our kids' safety. When I was talking with Justin this weekend, he was like, yeah, like this is this is the place where we just want to create family-friendly content. And that doesn't mean it's fluff and stuff. It's absolutely rich substance, but it doesn't have the riskiness of putting your kid on a YouTube or a streaming app just today. So you're going to have to watch your language on the podcast? I've already been uh, advised by my handsomest husband, hey, they want this to be family friendly, so make sure that you tame that tongue. That's that's accurate and not an unfair warning. That is totally appropriate. So Ollie just today was telling me, hey, mom, we were watching a show on a smart TV while they were out of town. And uh, this this ad came on for YouTube, so we clicked on it, and there was some. This is just how he described it. It was kind of scary, and we've trained our children to be really sensitive. We guard a lot of the things that they watch, not perfectly, and some of the things we watch, you might be like, "How dare you!" Uh, but he does have a sensitive heart and and notice that, and he does often where I feel like we can trust him with it, and we always unpack that. But that was just this weekend. So he knows that he's not supposed to watch YouTube, but it's just that like, oh, it makes it so easy to just click on something that really once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's not a problem with Abundance Plus. They can click on any of the shows. They're not they're not combating really kind of creepy ads. I've appreciated that. And they're excited about what's on there too. Well, and let's let's address the elephant in the room. We are a part of Abundance oh, Plus. Yeah. So we're going to be reviewing Abundance Plus. Because we believe in it. Same yes. reason we talk about a chick lift. Same reason we talk about good meats with but- butcher box. United same reason we talk buildings. about oils. Like we're very picky about what we bring to the table for our audience. And it's, I can't think of a time where it's just like, hey, this is self-serving. It's always to enhance our our audience's homestead hacks or make it easy to be homestead helpful that's the goal. But so, wh- so that's the elephant of like mm-hmm. that we are creating an income because we Absolutely. are partnering with the roads with Abundance Plus to create exclusive content and to be affiliates uh, with them. But so whenever we say that Abundance Plus is uncensored, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of uncensored. It's it's not uncensored like unrated. You and I have been talking about what we want to put on Abundance Plus that is Better Together Life. There are so many things. I was talking with the wives this weekend and we were talking about like an upload rate or how often you um, put wow. a video up on YouTube. Y'all went straight analytics. I'm well, we do all about the that. time. We're like, what's working for you? So we don't sit there and like strategize with our notebooks out, but YouTube is very much a part of all of our lives nevertheless the income. 
but it's a part of everything for us. So we like to share what's working for us or what was hard. Um, Sometimes we do catch each other's channels and we'll ask more about what we saw. But for the most part, our conversations are like, man, what would we want to put on YouTube that we couldn't, or what would we put on YouTube if we could put anything up there? And there are a lot of videos that you and I have filmed that are just literally sitting on hard drives. And as we talked, this was something that came up like, oh, this video got demonetized or, um, and that's a thing that really does happen on YouTube. They are very happy to take our content and put it wherever they want, but they're not always very happy to pay us for it. So the reason, like one of the things that me and the wives talked about was like, you know, video uploads and timeline and everything like that. And one, something I mentioned was we have some videos that we've made and even prepared, but never put on YouTube because we knew that it would be limited in how YouTube promoted it. It might get demonetized, meaning we'd create and work so hard on it and never get paid for it, or they block it all together. And those are really frustrating things, not because the video is unsavory or unwholesome, but because it shows things that YouTube just doesn't want you to get to see like our rabbit processing. Yeah. Let's go. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut the intro Mm -hmm. short because this is definitely the longest intro that we've had, (laughs) but we are going to cut out the what's growing in the garden today. Yes. Because we need to get down to Kelly and I literally just need to talk about some things about the homestead. And then we're going to get into the review of Wilder Still. Episode one. And now it's time for what's new on the homestead. All right, babe. So what's new in the homestead? There's a lot. There, There is a lot. And also it feels a little bit stalled to me. I don't know if that feels stalled to you at all. I don't know if I could say that it feels stalled. I just know that we are getting a lot going. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, th- I feel like we have been stalled mm-hmm. and I want to continue to stall because <laughs> it's still hot. The chickens are still in their yes. little temporary Summer house. Yeah. And Let the listener beware that we are going to work out this homestead stuff right in front of you. So oh, yeah. if you ever want to peek behind the curtain, here you go. This is how we get stuff done and even plan on what's coming up next. Well, so we we were talking about what to talk about just <laughs> 30 minutes ago. And then mm-hmm. I thought, wait, no, let me write it down yeah. because this is stupid that we are not actually talking about it on the podcast. Right. You're so, like, pause it. Don't talk about it yet. Unleash it all stuff. for the listeners. All right. So I was been been texting with our neighbor yes. about getting this half a cow. Yeah. So we're that's that's here mm-hmm. we've talked about you know we've been talking with them for maybe the last year or I so think it's been like six months at yeah. least so about like yeah i think we're gonna be down so just let us know the In details the on it for half of your cow so he's been raising a steer and we just said all right we're really interested he offered and we said we're interested in when you take this steer to market in buying half a steer do you think we have enough freezer space i think we do okay I think we can be a little more efficient with how our freezers are organized, and I'm not afraid of that. But I'm well, wondering... We have, we have things like the pig head. That, yes, we could just put in a smoker and take care of business. Well, we don't have a smoker, so we'd have to get a smoker we'll in terms of that. go to a friend's that. house. We'd go to a friend's house. Uh, also, we could 
We could just feed it to the pigs, maybe. Like, just I just feel like that's ew. crazy. I know that's ooh. I agree. <laughs> I know that that's ooh too. Maybe somebody listening would be like, "What's the big deal?" I just, I f- we can figure out the pig head. But basically, the last time we butchered our pigs, which was last summer, almost a year ago, um, we were like, "Yes, bring home the pig head. It'll be like learning and homeschool and using all of the animal." I think we can still use all the animal, but it is time not only to clear the freezer space, but just let's go ahead and do it. I don't think we're keeping the whole head this time because of space. That's that's my one concern is we've got, you know, a half hog from our neighbor or no, a half. Don't, don't, don't go ahead. We're not but there yet. I'm saying, yes, we have room today. Will we have room? This is what I'm talking in about. In three months. So then, so then that leads to we have. I know. Two I know. Pigs. That we can store the pork on the hoof and let them keep growing and get ginormous. And then that is just a little, because it's they're now getting a little powerful with the way that mm-hmm. we feed them. We, there's not, we, I, I am now learning that as pigs get bigger, you do need some sort of barrier in terms of feeding them. Um, to where I'm getting in there with them with our current way that we're doing it. And they move that body. They, they will. Oh, yeah. And and they're now starting to bite the, the, the bend. Yeah. So they're getting big. So we need to take care of those girls. And we have half a cow to probably about 200-pound hanging weight pigs, which are not the biggest. It's they're, not the biggest. No, not at all. I mean... And they're they're on the smaller size, but still we had we had Sheldon, mm-hmm. our the pig that we ended up keeping the last time was 135 mm-hmm. pounds of hanging weight, and it filled our stand up freezer. And but we also our, had some cuts that were like extra extra cuts, like you know we had all the fat. We had um, for those of you who are considering butchering a pig for the first time, there's just a variety of what you can do. We know this time we are going to take those picnic steaks and we're going to turn them into ground sausage. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of, we have some creative space that we can work with between our, our stand-up fridge with a freezer in the house. And then we have a stand-up freezer and we have a chest freezer. There's ample room for both of those girls. And we also have people who might be interested in the half hog. Well, that's the question. So you mm-hmm. think we might end up keeping one and a half? Absolutely one. So then, well, we're if saying this more. publicly now. Mm-hmm. So like there, there's, there's the proof. emails will flow in. Well, no, but I'm saying that changes where we take them. So it if does. we're, so either we're, I don't know. That's yeah. We have butcher options. So there's just a whole world of. Um, homesteading that we really didn't know about before we got into it. And one of them is when you butcher them, do you take them to a USDA approved butcher, in which case you can actually sell the cuts individually? Or do you take them to a non-USDA, which is much cheaper? And the difference really is just certification and having dues that they have to pay on top of it. And in that case, if we did still want to sell the half hog, we would sell the hog beforehand and then that customer would deal with all the cuts almost as if hey i am the customer purchasing this hog so what are we doing 
I don't have an answer today. This, this is what this is what this is the end. This is the talking. Well, I think then we, we need, need so to we find have three, out. We have three options. We have USDA, the people that we took to last. Right. We have the butcher at home, which mm-hmm. is crazy expensive. Double it's, the cost. It's going to cost. I think so. That's going to be. So he's doing two dollars more than double the cost because he's doing two dollars yes. a pound of live, live weight, weight not hanging weight all the, the innards guts. are still there and we're paying and, for that and so i would say that that's gonna eat probably that. going to be anywhere between six to eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. flat now there's no killing things or no killing costs so but and there's no travel time and it's easier on the pig like there, easier, I there know. is a there is a I don't know if it's a wash at the end of the day to post up, travel, and get back with the pigs and then go pick up. There there was definite stress on our pigs when we traveled with them two hours to get to that that very reputable process. But we cannot sell it. Right. So That's if we true. if we went the USDA route, we could sell a half hog mm-hmm. or we could just sell cuts. But we could still barter. And that's a that's a homestead perk. N- no. Yeah, you could barter that meat. No, publicly you cannot barter that meat. <laughs> publicly, we cannot I'm barter saying that meat. We cannot barter the meat. So there are some of the limitations that we would have if we don't go USDA. Yeah, totally. Then there's another option who is cheaper than everybody, and he's local and mm-hmm. not USDA. Which I, it's very possible that that's who the our neighbors going to go with for their for the cow, cow, their steer. Okay. This is everything that we have. That's not everything that we have. There's still one more thing that we have to talk about, but that's, so what is your thought about where to take the pigs to be butchered? So we have a problem in our marriage that I always have high end like taste. You can, so, and you can talk to, to, to the people as yes, well. We have a problem in our marriage that I have high end taste. Um, you might, Remember our flooring video. You might remember any kind of video where someone has an opinion about what I want in our home. Um, if you're asking me what I want today for this pork processing, I am. Oh, good. Way to be clear. Then I want the mobile processor to come here. And the problem okay. with that is it's literally double the price. But the perk of that is exactly what we're talking about in regards to Abundance Plus. I have never seen a full pig processing. I've never seen the whole thing. Well, you can watch it right now on Abundance Plus. From, on, yes. Oh, yeah. Justin Who did has. It? Justin's yeah, is on oh, yeah. there. Yeah. So I've never watched one even, in its entirety. Even the Hollers and Art and Bree, like Art There's did is listed. It. Well, I don't know if it's on the Buttons Plus, but I know that they've done it on YouTube. I think they probably just didn't show the kill, maybe. So I would love to show, like, you know, on... I would love to show our forested pig to our freezer camp with our pork. I would love to get to do that. And that's the only option that allows us to do it. So we have to decide, you oh. know, are we doing, are we processing our pigs as homesteaders or are we processing our pigs as homesteaders who do YouTube? There is one more option. I feel like we're on the game show there, and you just asked me to open another door. There's one last door. Wait, there's more. We could do it ourselves. Here's the thing that sucks about that. <laughs> Texas weather. And I do mean this very genuinely. Well, we would be waiting until we don't November have, or December. 
I don't even know if that's long enough to wait. We have had Thanksgivings, so end of November, with 90 degree weather. And the last thing that I want to do is plan all, because this will be an entailed, a a very intense processing. It's not going to be like chickens. So we're going to have to actually plan this out. We'll need a community there with us who would love to be there for it. But our weather is going to need to wait until like, probably January or February. And I don't know that I want to, A, wait that long for pork belly and B, just like even have to consider what what are we going to be doing at that point? It's just so far in advance. I'm really ready to get done with these two girls. And then let's begin breeding Mm -hmm. our, our piglets. And we just, it's hard for me to do more of those things at once. And the idea of processing ourselves is that learning curve that we were talking about, even in course creation, like for us to do a new thing and have to learn that new thing before we do it, when we have an option that simplifies that, I prefer the simpler option. Okay, so so we're gonna take that off the table, which is fine, I'm, I'm down with taking yeah. that off the table. That's easy, it's just one less if thing. If we wanna to... time our, our pigs in the future to process in winter, I like that. Well, we'll see how well, I mean, these are, Anyway, we'll, we'll figure it. So this is good to have that off the table. Really fast, we have the last thing to talk about for homestead stuff, yeah. I think, is getting this girl, this uh, Idaho pasture pig, female. piglet, fem- female piglet for Bill. Now, she will not be available to be bred until February. Right. So, which is probably the, the reason why we would want to get rid of them so that we have the brain space because Bill, although any pig can hurt you, mm-hmm. any pig is a is a large yeah. animal. I I have he just has that docile breed breed temperament yeah. that I think we would feel more comfortable moving him around to a, a different location in the farm. I just I, I just think that I have more confidence in that to where mm-hmm. if we get rid of the girls, we have more freedom to do this next pig right. And our property as well. We need a little rest. Like these mm-hmm. girls are very intense rooters. Bill is not as much of a rooting pig. He does do some. But compared to these girls, they're really digging, rooting, pigness of the pig. And to have another pig coming in, I'd like that space to rest a little bit and move Bill and this new girl somewhere else. All right, so I need to book the mobile butcher. Do you want to book it now? I do. Like Get September? out your phone. Send them an email. I'm not going to do it now, but I'm saying like we after this. We could do end of September. You want end of September or mid? I'm going to be gone at doTERRA's convention. So oh, okay. So I say mid would be more than you're ready to handle without me here. End of September. Done. Excellent. Done. If there was one thing that Bo and I wish we had when we lived in the suburbs is a simple resource where all the things we needed to know about homesteading were gathered in one place. I remember the stress of scrolling through videos and blogs about gardening and family milk cows and then ending up down a totally different rabbit hole. So here's my secret sauce to help you avoid the stress of drilling and searching. It's an app and it's called Abundance Plus. Abundance Plus is a hub for all things homestead. Your favorite YouTubers have collaborated and put exclusive content here ad-free and censorship-free. 
There's a library of homesteaders that you know and love, like Justin Rhodes, Roots and Refuge, So the Land, and yes, Better Together Life. You can download Abundance Plus on your smart thing for $15 to get started and only $7 each month after that. You've got a money back guarantee and you can cancel it anytime if you don't love it. But let's be real. What's not to love about targeted homestead content all in one place? Did I mention it's censorship free? Y'all, there is a ton of content we cannot put on YouTube because they simply don't want you to see it. So supporting via Abundance Plus means access to this homestead community directly supports the creators and not just another big corporation. We have chosen Abundance Plus as the host for the video portion of this podcast. So use our link to get started with Abundance Plus and we'll send you a welcome bundle of gifts. You'll see eBooks and oils and your choice of Better Together merch. To get your freebies, go to bettertogetherlife.com slash abundance. We are so grateful for your support and trust. Thank you. We'll see you on Abundance Plus. bettertogetherlife.com slash abundance. Okay, Wilder Still, get your notes ready. Wilder Still, so I want to do a preface, preface, preface? Preface is the word. But I do prefer. You, but do you spell it preface? <laughs> Now that you've said it that way, I won't be able to unsee preface in the book. (laughs) So we want to preface this that Wilder Still is produced by Justin and Rebecca Rhodes. It's produced by Abundance Plus officially. Good, good. I like it. And then Jess Mm -hmm. and Jeremiah. So Yeah, so the Sowards are the stars and the storytellers. And... But the production's made by Abundance Plus. They are your friends. That's the lens that you're going to be talking about. This is your friend. Yeah. It's awesome. We're going to love it, but we're just going to talk through it. What are your opening thoughts? You said, oh, this is a show about your friends. I think the really amazing thing about Jessica Sowards is that she has the ability to make everyone feel like they are her friend and it's not fake and it's not disingenuine. It is this amazing gift that she has to create space where she shares so truthfully what her dreams are. And then she makes space for you to then share that and be heard and um, just supported and encouraged That is like a crazy thing that her little story in this, I guess it was probably 30 minutes, that from the opening scene to the end, it's this poetic invitation to not only hear her dreams and feel like you're amazing, but also you like in the rhythm of the show, start to dream your own dreams. And you're like, what? You you do. Well, even Jeremiah, I would say the one time that I've met him at uh, (laughs) Homesteaders, I'm like, Dude, that guy's cool. He like looks at your eyes and he uses your name. Like there's just... Just sees you. I think they do that really well. It opens up and Jess is at her Arkansas house. And she's telling the story of how they even came to that space. And something that I love most, and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, is like what we want to see is peeling back the layer. It's the reason why the real world the real world and road rules was on MTV. It's the reason why like we watch reality TV. Now it's scripted, but like think back to the nineties. This is not reality TV. But but no, it is. We wanted to see the inner workings of what someone's life was like. And I think that in this episode, 
you realize, oh, she wasn't always Roots and Refuge. Oh, there is a story to Maya and Jess before I ever turned on the first episode of her vlog. And she shares that story and it is like, no way. I never would have guessed your day one now watching you on your day, you know, 300 and whatever. And I think that is the coolest thing about reality-based stuff or vlogs or stories like this. And I was not expecting for this episode to be like a Roots and Refuge vlog, just in a different format, but I wasn't expecting it to be such a story. And there really is an arc to this. And it, it makes you by the end of the episodes think, oh my gosh, why isn't there an episode two? How long do I have to wait for episode two? I, I do wonder that. Okay, so <laughs> yes. so it opens up. So I, I just, this mm-hmm. is what is cool going to be between you and I, because you're going to go deep. I know. And I'm definitely going to be talking about the production value yes. of it. So I love how it opens up very uh, composition style. Mm-hmm. It made me think of a Wes Anderson movie of just like very, the camera's just like lockdown. It's yes. like a still photo, but everything's People moving. People are coming into it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's really well done to show the space mm-hmm. of that. Um, and then it shows, like it immediately opens, not immediately opens, but after those shots of showing the farm, you just talks and you immediately see her the love that she has for her property, right. her current prop, like the or old her former property, right? Of like, man, this the original, this woman loves. Yeah, she calls it the original roots and refuge farm. Yeah, and one of the lines she says is, "Everything I ever grow," and it'll make me cry because I just think it's so wonderful. But she says, "Everything I'll ever grow will have roots here," because that's who she is. You're like, no, this is really how she is. She just oozes Jesus and can't not always have an allegory back to the garden. Don't cry, mom. Don't cry, mom. That, But that's, I think, so cool. And you're exactly right. Is Kelly's she, crying if you're not watching the video. <laughs> it, it's not weepy tears. It's just, I'm moved by so much about an invitation into not only someone's life, but like how that translates into your own life. And she's not even saying, and here's how you too can garden. It's just like a very honest representation of the lessons in the garden over and over thematically through this episode. She's talking about the garden as a classroom. Does it open up a little bit for you to soften up to this property? Oh, well... That's a whole nother conversation because my relationship to this property is very arm's distance. It is if I get too invested in this property and then we move, oh, my little heart will just be wrecked. Hmm. But it's true. I have put down many more roots in the last year of living here than I did in the first 18 months. Well, that is what I love about what they're doing mm-hmm. is they didn't put it on the market. Yes. Like they know that these roots mm-hmm. of the original Roots and Refuge Farm is going to be taken care of. And, that, and that's what I've talked about uh, for a long time. Like ever since I started learning about land management, permaculture, everything is that Joel Salton says that the land is more important 
to be taken care of than like the inheritance, inheritance to where they didn't just put it on the market and without any zoning right. that someone just plowed it down and then put, you know, mm-hmm. a parking lot like yeah. that they, their friend purchased yes. the farm, not just the property, not the dirt, not the lot. Their friend purchased the garden and the mm-hmm. high tunnel and the home and yeah, all the rooms and all the things that are there. There's a really sweet metaphor somewhere in there that I'm sure Jess has come up with. I think that um, that's a really good question for me to unpack is how willing am I to put up roots? A friend of mine shared this months ago with me and she said, some people build palaces and some people build tents. And she was like, Kelly, you and me are tent builders. Like we, it's, we are absolutely invested in where we are right now. But we're also very aware that this is probably not where you and I are going to dig our graves. Like we're not going to be here to the end of days. We know that we're going to be here for as long as we're supposed to. And I just never, I don't want to set roots in a way that makes me hold on to the property with a closed fist, if that makes any sense. And yet that's really not living here fully if I'm not willing to love my garden and sow things that'll be perennials, even if I move away from them. There is a lot of hesitation well, there. Well, because it keeps us from doing things like planting fruit trees, Well, we all know I have pond. commitment issues. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not to you, not to our people, but I'm like, oh my goodness, a milk cow is going to be so much work. Oh my goodness, a tractor. That's a relationship. So there's there are things that I'm going to have to unpack that question even when we're not sitting here chatting because, yeah, I should want to plant our orchards, not because I need that inheritance, but because this property needs it, which was the whole heart of moving here. We want to steward the land well. And we've done it well in our little backyard. And now it's time to do it well on seven acres because that's probably the truthful lesson that the Lord has for us is while we're here, let's do everything we're supposed to do while we're here so that we're ready for the next thing. And that's why it's okay for me to build tents and not palaces because I don't want to be tied to the stuff. I just want to, I just want to nurture it well. And then I have to trust somebody else to live and nurture it well after we go. Okay. So then, uh, it transitions to just doing an interview. And oh, yeah. my first thought was that old, that old timey antique chair that she sits in. And then the backdrop is her cool garden fence, yes. uh, garden gate. Yeah. Like the garden door. I don't know. It's a full on full length door. It's like a room. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. is that what? Enter into the room. I don't know. She didn't tell me that. I'm just saying, like, that's what you get from yeah. it. It's like, this is a space, this is a guarded space. And so I guess that door is staying there. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm sure the whole thing's staying there. The whole thing is still there. And if you go onto Instagram, you could see all the new, all the new planting that's going to happen in there. Cause it's just like she said, she's like, this is the hardest time to leave the garden when everything is lush and green and in bloom and beautiful. Because I guess they filmed this probably late spring, early summer. I think so. But man, I have got to ask you about that moment where she tells the story about the chicken coop. 
Well, we'll get to yeah. Because so. that's next on my list is I want to know what you thought when she says, you know, we're we're planning on what we're going to do in this garden and um, and what we're going to do on the property. And we buy this chicken coop against my better judgment. And then one day she's sitting there worshiping at her keyboard, looking out at her property, and she hears a truck backing up to repossess her chicken coop. What did that do to you as you watched that? It's, it. I don't know. I, it, it's a 50, 50 thing because one, so what I wrote down in that was Jess jumps into it fast. Animals before fences, uh-huh. debt for a chicken coop. Mm-hmm. And she says against her better judgment. Yeah. Now, I don't know what kind of chicken coop this is. Like, is this like down here in Texas, like a super uber fancy? Well, it was a chicken chicken palace that was enough to have like, hey, you can buy this and you can pay this off in payments. Yeah. They were so close to having it paid off in full. Well, evidently they missed payments. It must have happened. Yeah. So that it was enough for it to, mm -hmm. which I, I hurt for them. And I'm so glad that that evidently that was before YouTube. This was like what she says is we were so broke. We were going into the the bookstores to look at books, but we were not going to buy them. And we've had seasons when we were very first married. We're like, right now, I could not go in our house and make you a black bean and cheese taco and expect you to enjoy it. No. Because no, it... it- it tastes like death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm sure that, that, and that's what she said in well, the Well, Dave Ramsey says, like, whenever you're getting out of debt, you live off of beans and rice, rice and beans. Yeah. And that's what we did. We didn't do beans and rice, but it was black refried bean tacos yes. and cheese. If we were if we were high on the hog, we'd eat the cheese <laughs> because there might have been cheese we bought at the beginning of the month, like a bag of apples and about day 10 or 12 that was gone and we'd already spent our grocery money for the month. Yeah, there there are some times. So I have P- PTSD for a lot of things <laughs> in my life. Uh, whenever it storms really bad, I, I worry about panic. our shed yeah. to house. Um, and then also whenever there are TV shows about a dad, a husband mm. struggling financially to provide for his family, I get this crazy agonizing uh anxiety mm-hmm. of remembrance um yeah even of, though it's not our season right now no far from it like i mean thank you lord that we're doing mm-hmm. better than we ever have and like we're talking about like using what god has given us to grow it mm-hmm. for whatever he mm-hmm. wants to to do it more so so yeah i don't but it's th- those feelings still hit hard right and that would mean that in that stage of wanting something so bad, mm-hmm. which we 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 did that, so mm-hmm. it was a different thing. Some would argue that we bought this property, yeah, when yeah. we shouldn't have. That's really a good analogy, and it is a much bigger deal than a chicken coop. <laughs> You you spend a couple yes. of thousand dollars on a chicken coop, and they come and take it away. You lose a couple of thousand dollars. Right, right. You buy. A property for forty thousand dollars, forty eight thousand dollars, and you, what's let's say we would have paid. I mean, we put a huge, like almost a ten thousand dollar down payment. They take that away. You lose. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's life. Mm-hmm. That's like that can hurt you yeah. bad. That can hurt you 
It possibly, probably not going to hurt you greatly for generations, but it makes a dent. So we took that leap of faith to be able to right. do it. I didn't know anybody else in their 30s who had two mortgages. And there there was a weight there that I don't think, I think we'd really worked through some of our, um, we didn't make this decision hastily. It was quicker than we expected, but it was also more than we could ever ask or imagine at that point, because we just never thought, we thought, okay, God's going to put some hurdles in between us and getting our property. So this is back to the chicken coop. Yeah, I think this is the part where, um, especially believers do this funny thing. I coach a lot of people with doTERRA and we hit a lot of these, not even snags, but they're almost like, you're not quite at a benchmark. You're at like a mile marker, right? You're trying to get to the next mile in how you run your business. And there's this funny thing that we do to like, look for the signs. And I think that for anyone else who maybe was less mature or maybe their vision wasn't quite as strong an anchor as Jess's was, she describes often, you know, I had this vision for what our farm could become. She says, no one else would have looked at this property and thought anything of it, but here's what I saw. And over and over, this is um, an anchor in her life, getting a vision and then just watching and working diligently toward it as God lines things up. I believe that at this point in her story, if it had been someone else where the chicken coop gets repossessed, they would have quit. They would have taken that as a sign that God did not want something to happen. And what she saw instead was a reordering of priorities. Because they had, I think like a thousand dollars so, so I think the mm-hmm. repossession company said, you got to give us $1,000 right now. Today. Today, mm-hmm. otherwise we're taking it. And they had pretty much $1,000 in their bank account. Mm-hmm. and But it was earmarked for the garden. And here's just like, this is the type of faith I desire in like when you're saying like, Kelly, how do you feel about this property? I'm like, ooh, I think I'm withholding some things there. I think I am still sitting with clutched hands or clutched fists because I want to have that faith and desire to say, hey, there's nothing I can really do outside of God's plan for us on this property. And what she knew is that God had said, take this thousand dollars and invest it in the garden. This is what you're going to do to grow the garden. And knowing her and and being able to see this through the lens that she knows she's here to help draw people back to the garden. And not like if you know her, if you've watched even one of her, her episodes on her YouTube channel, you know that Jess is not just trying to teach you how to grow tomatoes. She is like metaphorically teaching you to draw back to the garden, to come back to when things were right biblically, come back to when... Adam and Eve walk through the garden without shame, in conversation with the Lord, in the cool of the day, like all of these things that in the garden, things are easy. It doesn't mean that they are without struggle as we walk the earth, but your yoke is easy when you're in the garden. Do you know what I mean? Like that sounds a little bit like, again, Bo was like, you're going to plunge deep on this one. I know it. And I am, but that's really what she said is like the faithfulness of letting go of the chicken coop and sowing into the garden like I knew that I knew I was supposed to do, 
that's when YouTube took off. That's when followers began to then be set up for 2020, when the resources were there for them, when the world, when we couldn't even, you and I were trying to buy chickens in 2020, which had been part of our long-term plan. Like this was the time we were planning to buy chickens. We couldn't buy chickens because the whole world was like, I'm buying chickens. So I'm so excited about that because I really do believe, like what you're saying, Kelly, how close are you getting to this? I'm going to have to unpack this for days. But like, do I get my hands in the dirt? Is that dirt a part of me? And am I willing to plunge into that as well? That's what we have for our property is plans and desires. But is my heart completely invested in that? Am I totally um, surrendered to that? And I just was like, oh my gosh, how how amazing to have that that presence of mind to say, this is painful, but I know that it's the right decision to let go of the chicken coop. What a metaphor and totally go all in, in the garden. Well, and that's where my brain of course didn't go as deep. It just of went course. to the the financial part yes, of it. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she made the right fi- uh, business decision of getting started on with YouTube. And she took that $1,000. She talked to Jeremiah and she said, I'm going to do YouTube as if it was my job, Mm -hmm. which is something that from you and I, and I've shared it a little bit on the, on the, uh, on the YouTube channel of like, that's the biggest struggle for me Mm -hmm. is to do content creation. Like it's my job Mm -hmm. because I don't like to have a job. I don't like people to tell me what to do. Even if it's me, that (laughs) if you and the kids need help, tell me what to do or if, if I, you know, I've, I've struggled with some, you know, headaches and yeah. like, like, like what yeah, that just crippling, physical health. yeah, just like, you know, to where it, it knocks me off. And so mm-hmm. the fact of doing something like it is your job, you have zero excuse. If You're I You're responsible for all of it. Yeah. If, if I had a job, if I had to go leave. To, to leave this place, to leave anywhere and to go report for a job, which even whenever yeah. we worked at the uh, church, yeah. it still was a little bit different. I'm trying to think of the last Super time flexible. I had a job. Um, I mean, I really I think plus eight, plus eight. Yeah, 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 when yeah. You worked Panavision, in Houston, yeah, right that was after the, graduation. Yeah, like you don't you, you don't call in whenever you're like you're like I'm have so a sorry, my child's throwing a fit right now. I'll be 30 minutes late. Yeah. Like that's not an excuse for your job. Yeah. So so she doing that like it's her job that thousand dollars and it just means that she is good in the clutch she like she she, she's a top performer under pressure which i feel like i've done decently in the past of Mm -hmm. like whenever i mean some of the most money that i've ever made in a small amount of time was whenever we hit a hard point we did which which then you turned out like ten thousand dollars in a day in one I was week, sitting in a coffee shop. In one week, I got I booked uh, eleven grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you were heading to, uh, you were heading to the DoTerra convention of two thousand nineteen. Yep. I guess that was in, or was that two thousand eight? No, that was two thousand nineteen. Uh, and our bank account got down to about three thousand mm-hmm. total because it was after we'd moved and we were just not doing the practices that we knew, which is like. Keep a budget. Well, we were spending without thinking. Absolutely. It was reckless. Yeah. And so that allowed, and I I was just like, 
okay, I got to go make money. Yes. And so I got some sponsorships. Called all the people um, you could call. Yeah, I, I, I got, gigs. yeah, we got some freelance video gigs mm-hmm. and ended up turning out 11,000 in that. And, and then also the videos that I got sponsors from have helped to catapult us mm-hmm. uh, into more consistent views. Residual yeah, income. so so it, yeah. it worked out. So that's what I'm saying is like in terms of her, she used this. She could have quit and instead she dug in. She and, doubled down. And exploded. Yeah. And, you know, created yeah. uh, financial freedom for her family and to be able to All do. All over the place. Yeah, to do this crazy big thing yeah. to where she has her own, you know, show. Uh, show. wilder still. Yeah. So, uh, so I want to go back a little bit. Um, one is that she talks about the garden, which of course she mm-hmm. wouldn't have had the garden if it wasn't for this, right? As her classroom, mm-hmm. how does so now she? I correct me if I'm wrong. Her classroom, she does she homeschool some of her kids? Did she homeschool some of her kids? I, I don't know how that works, but I'm just trying to think of in in the vacuum of you right. of. What is your thought of the garden being a classroom mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, we can nerd out Charlotte Mason on this in a serious way. But when we were in Katy, I knew that the system of going away from the house and then coming back was just not going to make sense for our family. For the same reasons you just described of, I don't like having a boss. Um, I didn't ever understand not for other people, but for our family, how it was going to work with our work schedules, but also our goals as a family to go to school, like go out away for seven hours a day to come back and do homeschool I, I think, or homework. And then like, if we wanted to do soccer or whatever, like that just sounds like an inefficient use of time. I think it is very funny about how you and I, like the way that we view our lives and the time free because yeah. time freedom is everything to... Us. to us yeah. of like, I have to, I have to wake up five days a week. This sounds so silly. To an alarm and go like, and yeah, I mean, and that's, that's where like, mm-hmm. to where like, okay, then yeah. we need to and I knew, like, do our schooling yeah, differently. I think that was the sort of the, the tipping point for me when I knew like the schedule is going to be so deeply impacted by a different school or, you know, a classroom-based school, I already knew. I Everett was not even two. I was pregnant with Ollie, and I already knew the Lord was saying, go talk to people about homeschool. What does that look like? And we were in a fantastic area for that, to really glean and learn from other moms, just even at a distance. But the so garden back to, yeah. as the classroom is even expanded here as the homestead is the classroom. Um, never ever in their life would our children be able to get their hands inside a chicken. <laughs> Um, never ever in their life would they know that roosters have this type of behavior. Um, never ever in their life would they have to manage their money based on the the grittiness of a chore. Meaning the child who does the dishes does not get paid the same as the child who feeds the animals that feed our family. So there is a there is dramatic um, life lesson in life on the homestead. And we honestly wouldn't be able to do that quite as well. Um, and some of the spiritual lessons and guidance that we want for our kids on the homestead as if we were having to go off to school. But the garden to me is wonder. 
the garden is fascinating that we literally sow seeds. We, we dig up dirt, we poke holes in it, and then we put seeds in the ground. And not only do we do that one action, because that's a consistent action, regardless of what we're growing, but in the right season, that's fantastic to my mind to think of just how intentionally timing and um, weather and amount of sun and location, all of these things factor into an end product that we have very little to do with. Like we just have very little to do with what the outcome of our garden is, regardless of tending to it. The nature of a seed is to crack open the DNA. Everything that seed needs is right in there, but for it to become something fruitful or useful, it has to break itself open in the right conditions and then reach upward. And it's so metaphorical to my own heart that has to be broken open and all the things that are hard and all the things that are withholding that I think I'm in control of to be broken open. But the wonder absolutely comes in with my kids who are searching for strawberries right now, who are so excited to see the loofah grow longer than their arm, who marvel at the bees and have real life experience that I think out of my laziness, I would not have exposed them to should we have stayed in Katy. So our garden is a literal classroom where they realize bumblebees are not scary at all. They're very noisy, but they're big fluffs that gather pollen and make little yellow pants and sometimes even fall asleep on your flowers. And I'm just in awe and the flexibility of our desired timeline of life is, yes, we can get right into your copy work when you wake up. You can eat a biscuit and we can do all that. There are also days where you wake up and you innately know, like Oliver in particular, Finley as well, innately knows they need to get into the garden and they want to, not every day, dig and plant, although they're very excited about that, but they want to marvel at what grows without their insistence or their hovering or their maintenance. It's very little maintenance when you're in there every single day, tending to the pests that want to come in and eat away at stuff. But there is such parallel. And I was not a gardener. Like our garden in Katie Bo did everything and our garden in Katie. I did nothing. We should have Jess on and talk about Like, I'm sure she has billions of just like endless content of how the garden parallels life from my investment in the garden didn't even happen until we had boundaries, until we put a fence up where I knew what I was going to work on was not going to get destroyed by a chicken that was overly ambitious with its scratching. There's a lot that's turned that garden into a classroom. I think my one last note on just the sweetness of this show Not only what it'll do to inspire you, but to enjoy is only Jess Sowards could hold Swiss shard up to her chest and pause for a moment and make it look meaningful. And I just think that's the richness of her connection to gardening and sharing the wealth of what gardening can be, making it accessible to people. That's what she does on her vlog. But in this, there's really the the what, why, and how of Roots and Refuge vlog. And then the springboard 
into their new property because they don't live at that place anymore. It was only the foundation. It was only the launching pad. It was only the first step in all that they will wind up doing in their life as a family, right? And I loved Maya's take on that. Like they ask, how do you feel about this move? And he just shares how hard he thinks it's going to be. But without saying it, they're very confident that they can do hard things, that this is uncomfortable, that it's difficult to go from this very established place and almost know when to let go to move on to the next thing, even though you could stay and be just fine. Too many metaphors, too many metaphors. Okay, so we're going to do some rapid fires um, because I think that that is good. And then if you think something that you want to dive deep on, okay. then you let me know. First one, so we saw some uh, some fruit berries. So yes. we just now bought, I didn't even say that in the what's new with the homestead is that we finally got two blackberry plants and two blueberry plants. We yep. need to figure out what to do with them pretty soon, but that's that's on the list. Right. right. And so they we saw that and I'm like, wow, we got to get, find the spot for these. Yeah, we got to get these fruiting. Yeah. Uh, also, I, so this is a review. And so right. I don't want it to all be fluffy and, and positive. I want to like, I want to dive you in. Wanna, I, I wanna, you want to have some criticism? Uh, not really criticism. It's just something that I noticed. I am not a fan of the Mangalitsa pig. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that they were going to be very cute. <laughs> and I've seen, I do believe that it's from the same breed from that the Hollers got some Their pigs, pigs from, from Jess's Mangalitsas. Those, those look like white, hairy, you're like something wild happened. pigs from Africa. What happened to these? Like these are some long nosed. I do not think they would have white pigs in Africa. I think those pigs would probably be. That's darker why I said they look like white, hairy pigs from Africa. Like it. Like I think they, you have to describe it. They so one of my first videos that I ever they're saw. Not, they don't do. look like a, a sheep like a sheep they version <laughs> of the Idaho pasture pig. Or even, or even the the floppy eared. You're like these are some ratchet looking pigs. They are ugly looking pigs. I'm sorry. This is just me being flat out honest. I just think that you prefer an Idaho pastured pig, or the or the the floppy. What's what's the one that that the roads have? They uh, old spots like the floppy yes. eared. I think that's Those a cute are looking. So cute. I think that's a cute looking pig. But maybe people don't. I think what you like about so. Actually, I know why they have mangalitsas. It's the same reason that Jess heirloom gardens. And it's because the mangalitsas were a heritage breed, but they were being kind of almost run to extinction. So no one was raising or breeding these because they're not necessarily the big 300 pounders that are going to go in factory production. So Jess, in a way of raising mangalitsas, is not only getting a really high quality um, good growing pig. And they, they're a good breed too, I think just to be breeder pigs, but they had a story. And so she had to get her hands on a pig with a story because that's just how she's wired. But in the same reason, that's why she chooses to breed, to grow heirloom gardens as often as she can and revive some dying breeds. But she's, but I don't, but I don't they're, think eating, she minds but the they're eating the old spots. 
They're eating I, the old spots well, and both. not the mangoes. I don't know. I would assume that you're. I'm, I would assume. Well, so they ended up saying that they have breeding yeah, stock. That's of what pigs I was going to say. And feeder pigs, and so they have old spots yeah. and mangalitas. I would. But only assume that the Bengalitsas are not going to be feeders. But this is the same reason we did not go into let's just breed Californians for rabbits. Because everybody breeds Californians. It's very easy to get. You might as well pick them up off the truck on the side of a road. When you are looking at rabbits, we wanted to breed rabbits that looked cool and that people weren't just going to find on every corner. Mangalitsas are not easy to find. So if you can get into a rare breed of pig... You're going to have a higher price point per pig. And I remember a video once where she was talking about, um, on a vlog, about farmers who sell their products and that it was way better to sell piglets than it was to raise the pigs and sell the cuts of meat as far as ROI, return on investment. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, uh, put it down in in comments, put it in reviews, email us, bettertogetherlife at gmail.com uh, of why I am wrong about the Mangalitsa. Ooh, that's so a good I wanna one. Know, I want to know. I, I, I'm sure that if I'm missing something. If this comment offended you, let I'm, us know. I'm sure that I'm <laughs> wrong in something, that I'm missing something of why the Mangalitsa is a good pig. I just, I also saw uh, Justin do a video at the Hollers and that place was rooted up. Mm. And so I'm just... For some people, that might be the right thing. Exactly. For a while, we needed our pigs to root up certain parts of our property. Yeah. So there was just something that I noticed about the main... I know. Stir that pot, I know. I know. I know. That's it. Okay. So uh, do you, Kelly, the love of my life, did this episode make you want to get your tattoo? Well, then I learned the tattoos might be like leaching heavy metals. Stir uh, the pot. I don't Stir know. Stir the pot. I always want my tattoo, but I'm like... Kelly does not have a tattoo. I don't, she, and I want no, Hold one. on, so let me tell the story. So when we bought property and when the conversation was actually happening about us moving <laughs> to the prop, selling our suburban home and moving into a shed in the woods, what I agreed upon... Kelly said, if we're doing this, you need, because before this, I said, no. He's very no. anti, the no, frivolity yeah, of tattoos. None of these things. And hold on, I, I got one. Just let me finish. Is you looked at, you said, if we do this, you need to commit to allow me to get a tattoo and to get a nose ring. Yeah. And I was like, if you let me homestead, you, you can have anything yep, you want. Yep. Done. Anything. Done. Kelly has still yet to get her tattoo. We've been here almost three years and I, and no, I, there are no, a variety of reasons. One I of them being that time when our bank account only had $3,000 in it. And I was like, mm, that's not wise. But now I was just going to get it. Like I was making an appointment last week to get my tattoo on my arm. And I'm not telling you because it's a good idea. And you're going to steal my ideas. You viewers and listeners until I get it, then you can get it. And I could say I had it first. But <laughs> I want to get I want to get this tattoo, and then I was looking up tattoos. I don't. I think I mean I was watching one of our YouTube videos, and some guy came on and was like, "Here's why tattoos are a ti- ticking time bomb of heavy metals." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It's so annoying when you start to like live healthy living, and everybody tells you even the healthy living is going to kill you. 
That's a whole nother conversation. Well, is a tattoo? Yes, I want to get my tattoo. Jess, let's go get a tattoo. You got a lot of traveling to go do that. That sounds like an excessive amount of You have to wear your masks again just to, to go do that. Her tattoo has a really cool story too. But I wanted a tattoo before I knew who Jess was. That's for another thing. That was yeah. just, we're yeah. doing rapid fire. We'll need to have a tattoo because podcast. I, I don't know about that. But... Jess Maybe we podcast my, while you and I are getting tattoos at a tattoo shop. I, I will not be getting a tattoo. There is no... Because of the heavy metals. Their new farm. We didn't get to see anything of it. I want to see more. Okay. I don't like, want to just have like a pitch of Abundance Plus, but I will say this. One of the people who got started with our link on Abundance Plus was like, I want the... I want the lifetime membership because I really like the idea of going to celebrate a party at Roots and Refuge with Justin Rhodes at this new farm location. I'm like, I want to go. How do we get in on that? Justin and Rebecca, if you listen to this, will you let us know? Are we allowed to Can go we come to, to the this party, man? I mean, but oh. that sounds really cool. So the new farm is in South Carolina, and she t- shares in this episode about how they found the property just even like years before had this dream and this another anchor, another vision. They found the property years ago? They found the area. Like okay. they, they went to South Carolina on a trip. And um, and then I'm not, well, I, I know more about the story, but that's not really my story to tell. So let me cut that part. But so they went on a trip to South Carolina and they share that in this episode. And then over the years, just never let go of that other anchor that dream to get there and God made a way for them to not only have the funds, but also someone to take over roots and refuge farm in Arkansas and provide exactly the property that she had kind of envisioned years ago, which is just amazing. And them getting to that farm, they're there now. Like as you're listening to this, they have already moved. They um, have all their animals there already. So it's cool to watch Wilder still and then be able to catch up on a vlog here and there. Or if you're someone who you can watch the vlog every day. Well, and this, and that, and this episode of Wilder still hasn't gone into like what they're living in or anything yet. No, so hope, yet. I'm excited to see that. What she does talk about is this learning center mm-hmm. of this long table um, of teaching people how to grow food. Right. And the thought that I had was one, that's amazing that you would want to do that. Two, I have no desire to, mm-hmm. to teach people in an intimate space for that. Like, like, like I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's so, uh, no, people in my space. I think space, you're not I don't wired know. as a teacher either. No, though. no. But like th- you like to teach it. You know, but, but over I'm, the internet. But, so like there's four things. Like this all entered my Came mind together. all really fast. Three, I would have loved to do that, to to be there, mm, to, to learn. learn in like years ago. Yeah. Four, I'm so grateful that we are doing it. Like like mm-hmm. like that that's that mm-hmm. that even though we didn't have these resources like Abundance Plus, that we were able to Get it going. We somehow died in the last year. Through it all, we have, mm-hmm. we have grown. We have raised some food mm-hmm. for our family. So that's yeah. just cool to just. And say, we all still like each other. Yeah. So it wasn't <laughs> an experiment. It really was an adventure. Yeah, and, and so the fact that she's wanting to do at some point in the future a learning center. I'm excited. I, I hope that 
Wilder still um, captures that. Yeah, I hope that we get. I mean, it's going to probably be years, you know, mm-hmm. to where we do it. Maybe faster, but that would be super cool to be able to document that mm-hmm. and to see that um, just come to light. I just think that creating a learning center to grow food that there are going to be so many people that want this, mm-hmm. that need this, and this season that our world is going in, mm-hmm. it, it needs that for sure. So, okay, let me see. So I can relate to the uncomfort they feel about being apart. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was big is that they they had to travel. Um, they didn't have to travel just to move, that they're like hard. And you had mentioned that, you know, a personal level that it's mm-hmm. been, that it was a hard thing that, you know, and for us building our house, being apart five mm-hmm. hours away from each other, that that was super hard as well. Yeah. I think anytime, yeah, we are not very hidden about what better together means. Like it's first our family and then it's our business of including people and drawing people in. And when we talk about the Rooted episode, our review of that, there's going to be a lot to talk about regarding inviting other people in. We don't need it just to be our show. It's better together because the listeners here. It's better together because the viewers here. Because information is no good to keep to yourself. We're blessed to be a blessing, so we want to pass that on. And anything that we've ever learned, the one thing that we've learned about it is that that which we learn is never just for us. It's for our kids. It's for the like anyone who's in our sphere of influence. That is for other people to then take with with whatever it's worth to them and use it. I think that's an amazing thing for for better together to get to do. But being apart is is a hard thing for us. And I, I that's probably thematic with most of the YouTube homesteaders because it takes a lot to run a homestead. Yeah, doing it when one of you have to has to go to a full-time <laughs> job. I don't I don't get it's it. It's pretty amazing I when would, people can do that. Yeah, and a lot of most people do. Yeah. So, oh yeah, most people don't have husband and wife stay at home. The amount of homesteaders who are not on YouTube is correct. So much larger than the few channels you follow. There are so many people out there returning to the land and almost like recovering those skills that maybe their grandparents had, but our parents lost. So we're really redeeming that. Or maybe they did get to stay with their grandparents the whole time and. Keep learning from them. Okay, so what are your closing thoughts mm-hmm. on Wilder Still? My closing thoughts are, if you've watched the Roots and Refuge Farm YouTube, you're still going to be blown away by this first episode of Wilder Still. It is more than, more than just a, a different location to view the same things that are on YouTube. Wilder still is this romantic view. It's like a homesteader coming of age story. Wilder still is not just, here's what we're doing and here's how to do it. It is not just nuts and bolts with some um, devotional and romance drawn in because Jess does in the episode say like, she was almost embarrassed to be in love with, um, beautiful things and and looking for beautiful things. I think Wilder still will teach you to look for beautiful things in your own life. It's impossible to watch it and 
not start thinking of how this is applying to your life. So I just think it's it's more than just losing yourself in entertainment. It really is an invitation into what's your own coming of age homesteader story. I do love that it gets you dreaming bigger. Yes. I ended up just spitting out some thoughts with Kelly and she was like, you know that this is not our story. Yes. Like we, we, we are not this, but so that's what you said yes. in, in that moment. But then a week later, just things start happening mm-hmm. in terms of dreaming bigger about some, like Sometimes we don't even know need- anything. You need something, or in this case, someone or the show to shine like a spotlight into the parts of you that you've forgotten. Like, I remember having an argument with you, and this is a whole nother conversation, but about why I don't dream big. And there, and I say argument because it is like sometimes we have some tension come to a head where the hidden things just have to get out. And I might not even have known they were there. But I do think that for us rewatching this, us watching this with a purpose of reviewing it, there was a spotlight on some dreams that maybe we had just had to set aside because of time constraints or just resources or whatever, that now there are some, there are some gears moving right now in Better Together Life. And it was absolutely with the assistance of watching Wilder still that just kind of hit some inspiration nerves and that, that I'm excited to see those walk out because we haven't paid attention to them in some time. Well, so I will close it off by saying Wilder still will help you dream big. Yeah. And then better together life will anchor you by saying, okay, what you have to do is take those pie in the sky dreams. You got to break it down into a vision then you have to take the vision and break that down into mm. goals that you can attain. Action yeah. steps. And then break that down into ac- action steps. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do those other steps, then it just stays cloudy in the big dream space. Um, and Jess and, and Jeremiah, they are able to do that. They well, execute. They have created a habit mm-hmm. of dream here. There's vision in this. We're going to let that vision anchor us, but there's some diligence. There's some work to be done to attain that. And wow, I just thought there was such an arc there, especially seeing them moving, introducing us to the new Roots and Refuge Farm. It was so cool. So yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend, with the exception that Bo has really strong feelings about Mangalitsas. If you too have strong feelings, check out Wilder Still. If you like this episode, then you can find us at our YouTube channel, Better Together Life, or Bo is on Instagram at Better Together Life, and I'm on Instagram, Kelly, at Better Together Wife. 